You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, fire Everybody, happy holidays and welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly realistic fantasy booking podcast in the WWE universe that does a show on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope you are having a good one. Hope you got all the presents you wanted, all your stockings filled with candy. Uh, I know I did. Uh, I have a great story about that, Mikey. But until we talk about that, let me introduce you first, Mikey. And that is, I've already said your name twice. It's Mikey, Mikey Manfredi. How you doing, Mikey? I today, I am no longer the spicy nugget. I am the Holly Jolly Nugget. You're still a nugget, though. <laughs> still a nugget. Always still a nugget. You could have done the Holly, but I am the Holly Jolly Spicy Nugget. You could have been the Holly it Jolly is Christmas Giant. baby. You could have been Happy Holidays. Whatever you celebrate, hope you're having a blast. It is that time of year, everybody, and we are stoked on it. Yes, yes, we are. Uh, Christmas is the thing. It's also great because it's like it's twenty twenty is the, like it's the last holiday of twenty twenty, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess New Year's Eve, kind of. New Year's Eve is kind of a holiday. Yeah. Uh, Actually, with this, with this, it's definitely a holiday because we could kick twenty twenty right out the fucking door. Yes. <laughs> Yes, which is ironically, I feel like what we've been saying for every year for the past couple of years. But I'm, I'm, I can't wait to wear my SCU shirt to on on New Year's Eve that says this is the worst year I've ever lived in. That's great. That's perfect. But we're getting it down down now. We're here talking about the holiday Christmas holidays, Mikey. Mikey, what is your? Uh, do you have a favorite Christmas memory? I mean, we do this. It's it's just Christmas in general. Because, like, there's no, there's nothing really that, like, super stands out because my family basically does the same thing every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this year's going to be different, obviously. Uh, but, you know, like, basically we do the same thing every year. So it's just always a blast because I get to see both sides of the family. I get to see my cousins on my dad's side. I get to see my grandma and grandpa on my mom's side. It's Christmas Eve because we do the whole Italian thing where we make lobster tails and seafood and all you know the feast this feast of the seven fishes the whole thing you you, you, you bust out the feast you bust of the seven fishes have you never heard of this no. oh, are you, you're not you're not italian right i am i am you're, i am as white meat baby face I, as possible i am Ita- i am italian american and that is literally it uh so every a, a big italian tradition like a big italian family tradition is feast of the seven fishes and on christmas eve you don't eat meat but you eat a ton of seafood uh uh, like so, my grandma makes baked clams. We make like shrimp, uh, a clam sauce. We make lobster tails. There's a uh, shrimp franchise. It's all really good. So like I, I uh, we celebrate the Polish traditions uh, for Christmas Eve, which also includes no meat uh, on Christmas Eve. But I like how the difference between Polish and Italian is that basically what we do is we don't eat fish. Sorry, we don't eat meat. 
and we give out uh, a Ploctek, I believe is how you pronounce it. It's like kind of like communion wafers, and basically mm. you you go around um, and hand the, and you know break off a piece of another, of the other person's, and then you sort of wish them good wishes, goodwill for the new year, and things that you've you know appreciate about them. Just sort of like give it back to them. I like how that's the Polish tradition, and the Italian tradition is no eat meat. Okay, we're gonna ramp up fish production. And have way more fish food. Listen, listen, it's an Italian holiday. Obviously, the way we celebrate is by eating. Are you surprised? <laughs> that's how that's how Italians celebrate literally everything is by eating. I mean, I guess that's fair. <laughs> I guess that's 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 fair. I mean, I'm not gonna blame you on that one. Don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I love it because I love to eat. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, I've, I so I I love this tradition. <laughs> yeah, we we Jesse and I celebrate a good Christmas. Uh, obviously, you know, with all the pandemic and everything, we were planning on going up to Delaware for Christmas to see my mom and my brother and sister and everything. And uh, obviously, that got uh, thrown out the window because you know numbers kept rising and you know flying through the busiest airport uh, in the world—not in the world, but in America at the Atlanta airport. On a, during a pandemic, during Christmas, during Christmas, it just all started collapsing in on of itself. We're like, okay, maybe, maybe not a good idea. Maybe not. But because of that, uh, small personal Christmases, everybody. Exactly. So because of that, uh, you know, we're getting like we got presents mailed to us um, from our families and everything else, and Jesse and I filled our own stockings and all that sort of stuff. But uh, so uh, backstory on my life is that for you know we. We still get Santa presents, you know, even though uh, nothing happened, nothing changes when you're becoming an adult in regards to Santa. But uh, even then, even despite that, <laughs> uh, uh, we uh, still get Santa presents and Santa still fills up our stockings and everything. And Santa has basically gotten me and my brother and sister like the usually it's like the same stuff, but every year. 100% for like the past decade plus it has included in our stockings uh one of those like um money bank tootsie roll containers filled with tootsie rolls mm-hmm. um i don't know if you remember these from like when you're younger yeah no i know what you're talking about that's like how um my my great grandma who uh isn't with us anymore who uh, she used to get us Hess trucks, the same, the, the new Hess truck every year. Okay, was the, the tradition. But uh, so we, so because I wasn't coming home for Christmas, I made sure to buy them for Jesse and myself and put it into our stockings. Come to find out, Christmas morning, Jesse also bought one to put it into my stocking. <laughs> listen, you got listen. You just gotta save. You just gotta eat a ton of tootsie rolls and then save up. And. When we got all the Santa Santa presents Used and everything, to make Christmas treats. when my when my mom delivered, you know, mom my mom mailed in all of her presents and apparently all of Santa's presents because apparently it's coming through my mom's house for some reason. Santa, um, she we filled up all the stockings with the Santa stuff and apparently Santa also got us Jesse and I Tootsie Roll containers, <laughs> so <laughs> we have five tubes. Of Tootsie Rolls, and on top of all the rest of the candy that we have, time to make some Christmas treats I, <laughs> with the Tootsie Rolls. I'm like terrified, man. I'm gonna eat so much Tootsie Rolls. I've already gained so much you weight. You know what you could probably do? What? 
You could probably, like, I don't know if Tootsie Rolls, like, melt, like, just regular chocolate. Of course not. (laughs) Of course not. They don't do anything. All you do is eat them, and they don't melt down. They have no melting point. If if you can melt them down, you can probably melt them down and make, like, hot chocolate bombs out of them or something. Hot chocolate bombs? What are hot chocolate bombs? They... You know what a hot chocolate bomb is? Ooh, hot chocolate bombs are fun. Are they like... Hot chocolate bombs are like can I molded. Guess what they are are? Like... Yeah, go for it. Okay, they are. Um, they are. <laughs> so you have hot water, right? You okay. have hot water in a cup. Um, but the hot, the hot chocolate bomb itself is a marshmallow uh, with uh, a, like a, a a butt ton of chocolate coating, so that when you put it in the hot water it melts into making it hot chocolate and marshmallows okay you're close also i need you to i we need to stop real quick stop real quick stop real quick you make your hot chocolate with water you're a monster anyway (laughs) i am (laughs) moving on moving on from that because i do not want to go off on you right now (laughs) because we're supposed to be be, we're we're being holly jolly for christmas (laughs) and the holidays and I don't want to pop off on you right now, but a hot chocolate. You were close. A hot chocolate bomb is well, it's not a marshmallow coated in chocolate. What it is is a a chocolate sphere. Yes, which is which is hollow, and on the inside is like powdered hot chocolate and mini marshmallows. Okay. So when you put two, and you put the sphere in the mug first, and then you pour the hot milk, or I guess if you're a monster, water over the top of it to melt the chocolate and then the powder and then like the chocolate melts and the powder mixes in and the the marshmallows come up and it's, it's yeah okay so i was close and correct you were close yeah you, you had the concept right of like putting something into i'm glad i did a hot hot liquid of your choosing to make hot chocolate um and it, and it like the chocolate melting and being hot chocolate yeah well then, uh, well let's uh, with all that out of the way, with all our Christmas traditions out of the way, I love you know I love learning about what people do for Christmas, and uh, I've never had a hot chocolate bomb, and I'm sure I can't wait to find some. Oh, online. they're really big. They're, they're I would say they're really like popular now. I'm sure you can find one at your local grocery store. Yeah, I'm sure you know I'll, I'll go find go to the local Kroger or Publix or whatever, try to find some, and also go home if you can and... find molds, you can make them yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's probably true. That we do have. Well, we don't have mini marshmallows. We just have the giant marshmallows. <laughs> you have a ton of Tootsie Rolls. Yes, I have a ton of Tootsie Rolls. So what am I going to do with all this stuff? I have Kit Kats and Tootsie Rolls. Make us make us make, make a hollow sphere out of them and fill it with hot chocolate. I'm going to make a hollow sphere out of the marshmallow. Don't ask me how. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I mean, you can probably good. Um, okay, well then, uh, let's get into the actual program of the show today. Um, it is Christmas after all, so we want you to get back to your holly jolly Christmas times, folks. This is true. Um, so we are here booking our, like what we do every single week, which is book our own versions of Raw and SmackDown. I'm the head writer of Raw, Mike is the head writer of SmackDown, and like we said, we're writing our own versions of those shows. We've done it every single week for years, uh, two years, um... So we are here on Christmas Day to tell you what we've written for Monday and Friday. Because you know WWE is doing shows on Friday Night SmackDown on Christmas Day. You just... You know. You just know it. Uh, Gotta celebrate Christmas. Um, Can I just say, my SmackDown is pre-taped. 
Yes, I'm sure the one on actual Christmas next week or this week, and uh, it's got to be pre-taped. It's got to right? be pre-taped, like especially especially in this era where it's like super easy to pre-tape it. Yeah, well, they have the Thunderdome and everything. They you know they yeah. they can easily like you pre-tape, can, like, that. pre-tape it. Yeah, um, pre-tape it. Yeah, just do that. Just do it. Um, either way, anyways, uh, let us. We're on. We're running back off of the TLC pay-per-view. By the way, so we're here. Uh, it's a return home show. It's the Christmas celebration. It's all those sort of things and more. So let's get into it, Mikey. Let's yeah, reveal let's. what we've done. Uh, on, let, oh, let's go and open up a reminding that raw with Edge, the rated R superstar himself, Edge. Edge opening up the show. Nice. Yes, coming off from his TLC victory uh, over Dana Bryan, he opens up raw. He wishes everyone happy holidays and thanks WWE Universe for being with him through all of this. Um. You know, he thinks uh, his wife, Beth Phoenix, he admits, you know, look, without her, I probably wouldn't have the one. I haven't won the match, honestly, at at Sunday. Uh, She was the reason for my win. She's the reason I'm doing this today. And you all witnessed that firsthand. So thank you, Beth. Big emotional moment from Edge. He continues saying that he uh, that tonight he received an early Christmas present. Uh, And that and that present is that he gets one final opportunity to put Dana Bryan and Chad Gable uh, away in the rearview mirror for good uh, by facing them in a tag team match tonight, uh, and he gets to choose uh, his partner. See, he says he's been thinking about it all morning, and he has some people in mind. Uh, suddenly, Randy Orton's music hits. Uh oh! For the first time since the draft, Randy Orton is on Raw. <laughs> yeah. Um. Orton hugs Edge, and the, you know they're all buddy buddy. The reminiscent about rated RKO and stuff, talking about Christmas, all these you know all these sort of Randy Orton's like, yeah, man, we're at, at, you know rated back in rated RKO, and remember the, this stuff, and um, you know your classics. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Orton thanks Edge for choosing him as his partner tonight. You know he's excited to get back on track, and what better way than some old school Dream Team action? Uh, I imagine big pop for the crowd. Uh, Edge welcomes Orton, but says that he hasn't made a decision yet. But he will. But he's been thinking about it. You know, as much as he wants to, he thinks he needs to step away from the dream matches for a bit and look towards the future. So uh, he'll thank thank you, but uh, I'll we'll, I'll still think about it, buddy. <laughs> that sort of stuff. You know, uh, it's awkward. Buddy, it's awkward now. I, I, don't but know it's still how, I, don't, I don't know how Orton is going to handle the rejection. Oh, Randy Orton, he handles rejection quite well. I'll, I'll have you know. <laughs> I'll have you know that he's Randy gonna be Orton. perfect. I'm sure he'll be perfectly rational about it. Of course, they w- don't call him rational Keith Orton now, do they? <laughs> you know, Viper is usually pretty rational. Exactly. Uh, moving right along to the first match of the night, and that is going to be Alistair Black taking on Tony Nice. Um, Alistair Black gets the win here, and after the match, he lifts. You're telling me this wasn't a Tony Nice squash match? Come on. Well, Tony Nice gets uh, Look at those abs. he gets a little bit of he gets a little bit of uh, action in this match, but he doesn't ultimately get the win. Um, uh, Black puts him away with the Black Mass. Is Black Mass? I keep forgetting the finisher's name. I want to say it's Black you got Mass. it. Uh, after the match, Black lifts Nis up for one more Black Mass, hits it. Uh, so got one for the pin, one for the post win. Um, one, one for the one for the win, and one for the road. Yes, exactly right. Uh, Alistair Black, he looked more brutal and vicious during this match. Uh, yeah, he didn't, need, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't need the Black Mass Tony Nese twice. No. no well, he that was unnecessary. He, he needed to do it at least once to get the win. Mr. Alistair. Yeah, come on, Al. 
next up, we got a video package. It's a sit-down interview with Paul Heyman. Heyman says that, admittedly, TLC was sort of a disappointment. Uh, the match was Roman's, but one slip, and that's it. Uh, but he says that Roman's not done. We believe that uh, Roman believes that he belongs at the head of the table, and I'm going to make sure that there, we're there once again. That's why I'm announcing that uh, Roman Reigns will officially be in the Royal Rumble. And we already have his number, uh, but before he can say what that number is, Roman interrupts and pulls Heyman from the interview, scolding him for saying too much. I, I, how dare you? You stop that right now, sir. Whap! Uh, oh, no! <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Paul Heyman. Yes, yes. Backhand, just gets backhanded. Yes. Uh, Jesus Christ. Nah, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's canon, but either way, uh, Roman uh, doesn't want Paul Heyman to talk too much to the press, as much as Paul Heyman might like to do that. Um, that's maybe what's telling happening. Paul Heyman to stop talking is like telling like uh, a dog to stop licking peanut butter off of something. <laughs> well, you don't have to give the dog peanut butter. Like, why do you have peanut butter lying all over the place, Mikey? Exactly, and then it's the same thing. It's like, why give Paul Heyman a mic? <laughs> You know he's going to talk. I guess that's fair. Uh, moving right along, we have a singles match, uh, sort of a blow-off match from uh, the pay-per-view. It's Tommaso Ciampa with Cruz and Tozawa with, uh, sorry, versus Oni Lorkin. Um, sort of that okay. blow-off from the pay-per-view. Uh, the match happens. Tommaso Ciampa gets the win here. Uh, after the match, you know, One Nation does their One Nation thing. Ciampa goes to break Lorkin's arm. Heavy Machinery run out to try to save Lorkin again. Uh, like last week, but Cruz and Tozawa cut them off this time. Ciampa proceeds to break Lorkin's arm. Lorkin's out for six weeks. Ryan casually injuring his entire roster. Casually injuring him, making sure he's home for the holidays. You know, it's a good thing for Tomasa Ciampa. He's making sure Oni Lorkin's home for the holidays. And that's what by the way That's how you're gonna that's how you're gonna spin this as Tomasa Ciampa being like being like is dispersing Christmas miracles. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's, he's like, doing, oh, he's, oh, Dad, I thought you were going to be working on Christmas. I'm so glad you came back with a broken arm. Exactly, exactly. Now you're getting Merry it. Merry Christmas. Now you get to spend the holidays with us and with a broken arm. Now you're getting it. Uh... <laughs> uh, well, Chomp is definitely not the Grinch. He's he's Santa. He's Santa. He's Santa. He's Santa. Santa Daddy. And his... He's Santa, and his presents are broken arms. Yeah, Tommaso Ciampa is Daddy Santa. Um, is Tommaso Ciampa just Krampus? Mm, no, no. Just I think like, that's. I think like Krampus disperse, is dispersing punishment this Christmas. I mean, Krampus is obviously the fiend. Oh duh! <laughs> Step back, sir. Uh, moving right along, we got a backstage interview with Shayna Baszler. Uh, Baszler says that on Sunday she proved once again that she is the women's division. Uh, you may think you are tough enough to take on me, but as Candice LeRae learned this last Sunday, uh, you are mistaken. I came up in the octagon, created by the hard steel, the brutal blows. I had to learn how to be tough to survive. Uh, Candice LeRae never had that. She never le- had to learn how to be tough. She just learned how to bake and do whatever at Disney or whatever she was doing. Uh, she wanted to be tough while well, I needed it so badly that I became it. So, next time you think you can take me on, Candace, think real hard. Think real hard about what I have done to you and what more I can and will do. Uh, Charlie Crusoe then asks if that if she's looking for 
looking at any other potential challengers. Uh, Baszler says that there's not a single woman in the entire division who can match up to my level. Isn't I've made that abundantly clear. Uh, Charlie says that people are mentioning, uh, keep mentioning uh, Rhea Ripley's name about a new number one contender. Baszler responds saying, uh, I said, like I said, no one. So there we go. Doesn't even care. What about Rhea Ripley? Who cares? Do, it, says it, says Shayna Baszler. Second week in a row where like she doesn't really have words about Rhea Ripley. It's just sort of like, nah, who cares? Nah, it's whatever. She has she has words about Liv Morgan, Candice LeRae, Sony Deville. But you know, when it comes to Rhea Ripley, it's just sort of like, could, ah. Could Shayna Baszler be possibly underestimating her opponent here? Maybe. Maybe not even underestimating, maybe scared of her opponent. Also a very interesting thought of Shayna Baszler being scared of anyone. That's just true. Uh, moving right along, we have a Tis the Season six-man tag. Uh, this one between Peyton Royce, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke, taking on the team, the nasty-ass team of Sony Deville and the women's tag team champions Nia Jax and Tamina. The nasty, the nasty ass team. Why is it the nasty ass team? I don't know. It's just that that that's a group of heavy hitters on that side of the roster. Yeah, it sounds like sounds like a lot of people who are gonna beat the lights out of somebody for sure. Yes, they're all wearing black. Uh, they're all look. They're all shoot fighters. Apparently, they're all they're wearing all, black. They're all the known other to team injure. is wearing red and green for Christmas. Of course, of course. Uh, and funny enough, uh, the the Christmas team, who would could have guessed it, the Tis the Season 6-man tag, gets the win when Manny right. Rose pins Tamina. Ooh, that's big. Yes. Rose pinning one half of the women's tag team champions. That's uh, pretty big. It's very big. I, w- and- I, would, I would argue very big. Yes, and Peyton Royce being on the winning side of a tag team. There we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> The full story, full Christmas story there. Finally winning without the finally winning without it being the iconics. Exactly right. Uh next up we have a backstage segment where Dan Bryan is actually scolding Chad Gable about TLC, saying that Gable's probably not the future of wrestling because of what happened. Gable says that, you know, just because uh you I, I you know, I try to help you win, but just because you didn't doesn't make me not the future of wrestling. You lost, Daniel, that uh, and when he says you lost Daniel, Daniel yells back that he did not lose. Uh, Beth Phoenix illegally entered the match, and they deserve a rematch. Uh, it is only fair, Gable. Gable questions this, asking Brian that if you don't get what you want, you just demand a do-over, questioning. Uh, Brian tells Gable that now he is learning, because yes, that is what you do. <laughs> you keep going until it goes how you want. Exactly right. Exactly right. Daniel uh, Bryan with a very weird, with a very weird uh, uh, message of "Don't give up," I guess. <laughs> Perseverance. Perseverance <laughs> means ignoring you yourself losing. <laughs> uh, Don't learn from your mistakes at all. Just keep trying again until you get it right. Not, not even that. Like he's saying, he's like, it doesn't count. I need a rematch. Moving on, we got a singles match. Big singles match. In my eyes, Rhea Ripley taking on Liv Morgan uh, in Very singles competition. Uh, with, of course, uh, Green and James in Morgan's corner here. Uh, Rhea Ripley gets the win, but this only win comes from a disqualification when you know Ripley has Morgan on the ropes, uh, and then Green and James both attack Ripley, resulting in that DQ win uh, for Ripley. Okay. 
So uh, right. a, a win for Ripley, but uh, she's getting beaten up three on one a right now. A win for Ripley, but at what cost? Exactly right. Uh, after the match, you know, while she, that three on one's happening, while Ripley's getting beat down by Morgan, Green, and James, someone's got to make that save, and that someone is going to be Ruby Riot. Whoa, Ruby Riot on the other side of Liv Morgan here. Yes, yes. Ruby Riot is coming in to make the save. The uh, Ruby Riot and Rhea Ripley, that's a great looking team right there. But yes, Ruby Riot making a save that's against. A, that's, a very, that's a very, like, punk metal team there. Yes, it is. You love to see it. But yeah, it, it not only do you have the Riot Squad stuff there uh, with Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, you got uh, just a great looking team in Ruby and Rhea. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I, like I do it. say so myself, um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the purpose is, I guess, of that save next week. Uh, because yeah, next yeah. up, I'm very excited to see where that goes. Speaking of next week, we have an announcement that next week it will be McIntyre versus Dijakovic in a number one contenders match for the WWE Championship. Uh, we Ooh. immediately we immediately cut to a backstage interview of Drew McIntyre where he says that he you know he's wanting to face Keith Lee for the WWE title for a while now. But before he does that, he needs to get something off of his back, and that person is Dijakovic. Once he does that, he can focus on challenging Keith Lee. And next week, surprise, surprise, Christmas came early, or late, because it's going to be the Monday after Christmas. Next week is when it all comes together. Uh, when I face Dijakovic, and by beating him, I then become normal contender and face Keith Lee. So everything's coming together for McIntyre here. All he needs to do is beat Dijakovic next week. Everything's looking up. <laughs> Everything's looking up, my Drew McIntyre. Your booty doop, booty deep, deep. Moving right along into our main event of the night, uh, it's Edge and a mystery partner of his choosing taking on Daniel Bryan and Chad Gable. Um, you know, uh, Daniel Bryan and Chad Gable walk out first. Edge comes out next. Edge is at the top of the ramp, uh, and he sort of, he, you know, grabs the, has a microphone, sort of talking about that. You know, he's been thinking about it. Uh, and he's come to the decision, Brian, you're right. You got to look for the future and why not look better at the future than the man that is holding the United States championship, Ricochet. Ricochet comes out uh, and he is Edge's tag team partner for the night. Nice. It's Ricochet and Edge. Ricochet the, and Edge. The, the, I don't know. I had something, but it, it disappeared. <laughs> really fell apart there. Uh, well, I'll tell you this much. Uh, the winners of the match I'll tell you the finish, actually. Uh, you know, Daniel Bryan's in the ring. Edge speards Daniel Bryan, but he's not the legal man. The legal man is at the top of the rope. Ricochet, 6.30, on to Daniel Bryan. One, two, three. Ricochet and Edge win the match when Ricochet pins Daniel Bryan. All right. Big, big there. I love it. I love the win for Edge and Ricochet. Uh, Daniel Bryan taking another big loss. I guess we'll mm-hmm. see how he ignores this one. How he ignores this one and how he tries to get comeuppance <laughs> for uh, for the <laughs> second he, loss. Because he definitely didn't lose. No, he did not. But yes, and that is it. That is it for this week's episode. Not this, sorry, not this week's, but this week's Monday Night Brawl. All right. Nice. Big, big Raw. Big way to end it. Happy ending for Christmas. I love it. Uh, it's great. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Any any questions or concerns about booking wise or where I'm going for anything? I'm very excited to see Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot on opposite sides of a feud. Yes, um, that'll be very interesting and neat. 
And I like and I like the team of uh, Ripley and Riot. I think that'll be really cool. Mm-hmm. A little bit of R and R, you know. R and R and R and R. R R and R R. God, uh, we'll just call him pi- Team Pirate. R. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I really broke you. <laughs> I really broke you. God damn it. Ruby Riot comes out with a peg leg. <laughs> a parrot on her shoulder. Ripley's got like the tricorder hat. Yes, yes. We're going to do a whole pirate theme now. Flawless. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I really liked Raw. Uh, I liked your I liked your Christmas. Your, uh, what was it? Tis the season six man, six, six man tag. I liked it a lot. Yes. Uh, and I, I like to... the, the Christmas team came out winning again. I like Peyton Royce was actually on the winning side of something. <laughs> Yes, yes. You got to. You got to. Uh, okay, then. Uh, that is it for this week's Raw. If you like that show, you can go to Twitter and vote on which show you thought was better, Raw or SmackDown. But before you vote, you got to listen to find out what happens on SmackDown. Yes. So, Mikey, All right. Take us away. All right. Open it up, SmackDown. We have Kevin Owens, the new Intercontinental Champion. Owen. Owens uh, grabs a mic and he says that TLC, I showed Sheamus who really deserves his Intercontinental title. I'm still sore as hell almost a week later, but that won't stop me from proving that I deserve this title. To do that, I'm going to be holding an open challenge tonight. If you want a shot at this title, then come and get it. Owens waits in the ring for his opponent and Samoa Joe comes to answer the call. Yeah, baby. So our opening bout is Kevin Owens versus Samoa Joe for the Intercontinental Championship. Big time Hoss match. Big yeah. time match. I feel like the you know the former former feud over here earlier this year. I think it was like in Money in the Bank is when they had a match. I'm gonna look that up real quick. I know they I know they fought over the U.S. title uh, at some point. Uh, where was it? Oh, yes, Money in the Bank is when they fought over the U.S. title. So, yeah, we're going to have a little bit of a callback to that feud. Yeah. So, match number one is Kevin Owens versus Samoa Joe. And uh, during this one, uh, Joe goes to lock in the Coquina clutch. But when he falls back to lock it in, Owens rolls through and pins Joe's shoulders to the mat and gets the 1-2-3. Kevin Owens retains his championship. Uh, Kevin Owens leaves with his title, and Joe is visibly pissed, and he starts to, like, after the match, he starts to destroy the surrounding ring area, throwing the stairs, throwing the announced chairs, just getting really pissed off that he lost in in the way he did, Uh, and he's not happy about it. All makes sense. It all makes sense. No, yeah, great start to to the Friday Night SmackDown, reminiscent of their Money in the Bank matchup uh earlier this year reminiscent of i love you know reminiscent of kevin owens u.s title uh open challenge stuff you know i love to see though that that one was open challenges he didn't want to do but had to do <laughs> this is accurate <laughs> now look and now look the difference between heel owens and face owens still doing the open challenges but now he wants to do them they're on his own accord this time exactly right i'm looking by the way at the money in the bank matches uh, what a, this is just in, well, this was like May or something, May, or, I think. Um, and just what a wild card we have in front of us right now, I'm looking at. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at this right now. Uh, we, what, what, what are some highlights here that I can look at? Uh, what, what do we got? Uh, the, we got Latin, the last team standing match, one nation versus Drew Gulak and Mustafa Ali. 
All God, right. man, look at that. Drew McIntyre versus the Demon, Finn Balor. Um, the Women's Money in the Bank match. The Men's Money in the Bank match. When Matt, Matt Riddle is still uh, Pete Dunn was still here, too. I forgot. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So no, I just we'll... got distracted by this. <laughs> by, no, that's by okay. We had, a, we had a wild card months ago. Only, only months ago. It's really weird looking at these old cards. <laughs> it's crazy how quickly things change in, in like how, how quickly we go through feuds, you know, I feel like. Yeah, I'm looking at a WrestleMania card and it is wild <laughs> what, yeah. what, what I'm looking at here. Uh, <laughs> it is All right. honestly insane. So let's get into segment number one of SmackDown. We got the New Day in the Street Profits backstage throwing a Christmas party for the staff and the locker room. Hey, Wood says, "Wow, this party rules." Montez Montez Ford responds, "Of course it does. With us, with with us and you guys teaming up, of course it was going to be awesome. How could it be bad? We're the two best party throwers in the WWE." <laughs> uh, Montez Ford says, "No way, it's going to be bad." And I would like to propose a toast. He holds up his solo cup. Everyone, everyone in the room pays attention to Ford. I just wanted to say happy holidays and whatever you are celebrating this wonderful season. This party is for you everyone cheers and gets back to partying then morrison and andrade arrive and generally just start being jerks to everyone in the room <laughs> you know cutting in line for the buffet baby <laughs> Spill, spilling people's drinks by accident yeah sure quote unquote by accident yeah exactly like they're just being kind of dicks street profit the street profits walk up to them and warn them that if they keep acting up and ruining the vibes they'll take care of it personally like I like I like the threat. I like yeah. ru- you don't want to ruin the vibes, folks. Mm-mm. You never want to ruin them vibes. You need good vibes for a Christmas party. Yeah, exactly right. You need you need solid vibes. Uh, and Morrison and Andrade aren't bringing them. Maybe I mean in their defense, they're probably upset about what happened at TLC. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's fair. I mean, I, I don't blame them. They're they're lashing out, which is not appropriate. But uh, you know, I don't blame <laughs> it's them. Inappropriate because for... this party was supposed to be fun. Yeah, and well, it's the harsh vibes. You know, mellow out. You gotta mellow your vibes. After, after that, we have Tony Storm and Piper Niven uh, taking on Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the second match of the night, in which Tony Storm and Piper Niven pick up the victory against Bliss Cross. Hey, solid UK tag team there. Yeah, yeah, very, very good, very good tag team. I'm very excited to see where these. I'm very excited uh, for what the direction I have these two going in. Uh, I I really like this tag team and I think they work really well together. So I'm very excited to to continue that. Mhm. Mhm. So next up after that tag team match, we have our video package and we have an episode of the Firefly Funhouse starting up. We see Bray Wyatt standing by the door, uh, dressed in dressed as Santa, of course, and which which is cracked open. He seems to be talking to someone behind it. He closes the door and sees the camera and he says, "Ho ho." Oh, hello, my fireflies. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't see you come in today. Today, we have a very special Christmas episode of the Firefly Funhouse. We have a very special guest here to celebrate with us. Even he's someone, uh, Bray that <laughs> I like to imagine he's in the full get up. He's really just up as Santa. You know, you know, everyone's like all of his, uh, all the to- uh, not toys, but uh, the characters in Firefly Funhouse world all wearing like elf hats. They're all elves. Yeah. yeah, they're all little elves. I love it. Okay. After he says that, Bray pulls down his his little his beard and he says, 
He says, just kidding, kids. It's just me. Santa's Santa's out working on getting the Christmas presents to everybody tonight. Uh, I, I just want to, I just like, I just like the better idea of like Bray Wyatt be like, just kidding, guys. It's me, Bray Wyatt. Santa doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. He said, he, he pulls out his beard. He says, it's just me, kids. Just kidding. Santa's out there getting presents to everybody this year. But like, but we do have that very special guest, and and that special guest is someone who has accomplished a lot here in the WWE. He has fans all over the globe, and he's your Universal Champion, Sami Zayn. The camera pans over, and we see Sami Zayn tied to a chair with the hurt glove shoved in his mouth. Mouth. Sammy, Sammy, of course, tied to the chair with festive Christmas lights. I was going to say, it's got to be Christmas lights or some sort of... Uh, it's Christmas lights tying him to the chair, and he's got the hurt glove shoved in his mouth. Itchy garland or something. Oh, yeah, like tinsel. <laughs> uh, Bray pulls the glove out of Zane's <laughs> mouth. And... He's got, like, garland, lights, and tinsel, and on top of it, he put, like, a star or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Zane is the Christmas tree. <laughs> In, in the fire. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> All right. So the camera pans, pans over and we see Sami Zayn wrapped up in the chair. And uh, Bray pulls the glove out of his mouth. Uh, and he says, Merry Christmas, Sammy. How are you doing? And Sammy says, Let me go, you lunatic. How did you even get me here? <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt is visibly sad. And he says, Now, Sammy, you're a guest here. And that's no way to treat your host, especially on the holidays. It's not very polite to call people names like that. You aren't showing me very much respect. Sammy says, I don't care. You're crazy, and I got to get out of here. Sammy struggles in his chair, which falls over, and Wyatt says, What's wrong, Sammy? No, no. Why, why are you being such a Grinch? Le- <laughs> why are you being such a Grinch and leaving so soon? Maybe you'll want to stay when I introduced the other guest. The lights go dark, and Bray Wyatt goes under the desk, and he slowly rises back up as the fiend. And the fiend has a big sack. Gross. <laughs> has a big, has a big, uh, a big like Santa, Santa bag. Uh, yeah, comes yeah. up from under the desk. Sammy freaks out, manages to struggle out of the ropes that were tying him to the chair. Uh, Sammy runs to the door and opens it. And when he opens it, the fiend is standing in the doorway. Uh, he he takes the bag and puts it over Sammy Sammy's head. Uh, and it, and then the, the camera cuts from, it like, it like puts it over Sam, it's like we're in POV of Sammy Zayn and the bag like goes over the head and it goes black. And then when we come okay. back to the next shot, the fiend like throws the bag over his shoulder, looks in the camera and says, let me in. And then the camera cuts to black. And then he winks. <laughs> let me in. Wink. <laughs> oh man, that's great. That's great. <laughs> I really like that. I really like uh I think like the key to the Bray Wyatt Wyatt Fiend dynamic is to make it like horror terrifying creepiness. Like you it like the Bray Wyatt character of the duo should be like offsetting, <laughs> like off putting. I think that's what I'm going for, you know. I feel like that's also what it needs to be. Is like it needs to be like off-putting. Like Bray, like Bray need, like Bray needs to be a little off-putting and not like just just a kids children's host. Yeah, 
You need to but be like, like I, I, I get the act. Like I love, I love it. Don't get me wrong, I'm loving it. Like I love where is that? Like the, the he's still, he's still like doing like the whole Firefly Funhouse thing. He's being like a children's TV show host, mm-hmm. but also a little bit disturbing sometimes. Yes, it needs to be like off putting because if it was just the I'm the host, then it's like, okay, <laughs> you're just a cool guy host person. You really need to play into the offsetting of like I like the idea of him being like a children's host. While his Christmas tree is a person that he has tied up, like yeah. it's just like, uh, this is weird. This is not cool. Uh, yes. And then, and then you reveal a fiend, and it's just like, oh, crappy crap. Mm-hmm. Frankenstein's monster, sort I, of. I'm having, I'm having, I'm not gonna lie, Ryan. Uh, I underestimated how hard it was writing these funhouse segments and writing for the fiend. Um, There's a voice. And I, I, I give you props, honestly, for doing it. It's tough. No, I think you did a very good job. There's a voice to Bray Wyatt that you have to find. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you have to like find the thing. But I love, I love the continuation of Bray Wyatt doing multiple jobs. Um, yeah. Him being Santa, him being. I like to a imagine. Boss. I like to imagine when he goes from Santa to like interview, like talk show host on Sami Zayn. He like rips off the Santa suit, and it's just like his normal getup, but also just a clip-on tie. Did I ever talk about that? And, like, uh, a, and like a coffee mug did that I ever... says, like, best best fiend or something. Yes, yeah, world's best fiend is what I think I said. Yeah. Uh, did I ever say that, like, that was just supposed to be an analogy of Vince McMahon? <laughs> <laughs> That's what boss fiend was, was like, oh, he's just Vince. <laughs> That's all it is. It's oh, very man. good. Yes. But yes, let's continue with SmackDown. Yes, after that video package, we have uh, match number three, which is Mastiff taking on Kalisto and Mastiff getting the win. Uh, After the match, though, Mastiff helps Kalisto to his feet and shakes his hand. Yes, England's own Dave Mastiff being a nice, good Christmas boy. Yes, yes, definitely. I'm glad we didn't put Dave Mastiff in the Christmas Santa getup. <laughs> we could have. It we was could have. Listen, it was right there. It was right there, but no, I'm glad we didn't. Uh but yeah, no, nice little No, good you know guy. you know you know who's gotta be Santa. Come on. Braun Strowman. Not what I was thinking, but also very good. Oh, Otis, I guess. I was thinking Mick Foley, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh, there's a lot of big Because I don't have Otis. <laughs> if it was if I had Otis still it would definitely be Otis. Yeah. But I don't have Otis, so it's not Otis. I think one of these one of these times for Christmas we need to have like a there are multiple Santas and then there's like a fatal four way in the main event. Sa- <laughs> what would that match be called? A, a festive four way, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, but it's gonna be like Otis, Santa, Otis, Santa, Braun, uh, Santa, Mastiff, Santa. I don't know, Drake, Maverick. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a fatal four away between all Santa of them. Santa Big Show, Santa. No, and, yeah, and then the special guest referee is Santa Foley. <laughs> it's a festive four way. Yeah. All right. So uh, after that, after match number three, we have a segment where we come back to the party, which is still happening, and everyone is still enjoying themselves despite Morrison and Andrade still being dicks. <laughs> hey, they're lashing. They're just lashing out. <laughs> boys being boys. Ooh, no! Bad, oh, bad, bad take. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. After, after, uh, but 
uh, Brizongo end up arriving, and the party is actually thrilled to see them. The New Day welcome the new guests. Brizongo accepts the welcome and say that they're stoked to be at the party. They've been super excited about it all week uh, since since they told him about it. Then Andrade accidentally buffs in, bumps into Xavier Woods, who uh, who spills his eggnog all over uh, Tyler Breeze. Breeze gets pissed off, and Breeze gets pissed off that he's got eggnog in his hair, and shoves Woods into Morrison, who then shoves Kofi, and the t- and Morrison, Andrade, and Brizongo team up on the new day and start to beat them down. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, things get things get a little heated once everyone starts shoving each other. Uh, then the Street Profits see that New Day is getting teamed up on and come and make the save and even the odds. The party goers disperse and the brawl continues until GM Page comes in to break up the fight and yells, Enough! I approve this party so we can get some holiday cheer on SmackDown, not so you guys can have a place to fight. If you want to fight, you'll do it in the ring. All of you, she points to the New Day and the Street Profits, are going to take on all of you, points to Morrison Andrade and Brizongo. In an eight-man tag match tonight. However, since you ruined the holiday party, we'll take that holiday spirit to the ring in a Miracle on 34th Street fight. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Miracle on 34th Street fight. Eight-man tag match. Oh, my God. A Miracle on 34th eight-man street fight. Jesus Christ. Well, I gotta say, was not expecting the heel uh, Brizongo here. You know what? I you know what's funny? I was looking at my uh, my tag team list here, and I have two heel tag teams and four face tag teams. And I was like, "Hmm, Christmas party, perfect time for a heel turn." I mean, that's that's <laughs> no better other time. And looking at the rest of your roster, it's what Street Profits, New Day, and the Usos, who are the new tag team champions. No, yeah. it makes sense. It's got to be Brizongo if you want to even them out. Yes, yeah, so Brizongo is going to even out the the squad here. Uh, yes, and and become heels. Uh, and I thought, and I wanted them. I wanted the moment of Woods spilling eggnog on Breeze since they are best friends in like yes. real life. I think it also makes sense for Breezango. You know, as much as we love to see like the gritty heel turns and stuff, it makes sense for a team like Breezango to turn heel when someone spills eggnog on themselves, ruining their clothes and hair. Like yes. it's just the the dynamics of that team that makes more sense I, for them. Like I like like it's a Christmas party. There wasn't going to be a gritty heel turn here. It was going to be a Brizongo heel turn here. That's it wasn't going to be like a super serious one. It's a Christmas party. We were going to have a stupid little thing happen. This is fair. Listen, it, it, it's fun, right? I, don't know. I like it. I, I like it. No, I like it. All right. After that, we have match number four. We have Natalia versus Carmella, and Natalia ends up picking up the victory. Uh, and yeah, that, that's that. <laughs> uh, good for her. Nothing, nothing here. <laughs> nothing else here. Just Natalia getting a win. Good for Natalia. Uh, you know, getting a win, just a solid win. I gotta feel bad for Carmella though. Carmella getting the loss. Yeah, I I need to take Carmella in a new direction. I think, and I'm trying to figure out what that is. That's fair. That's fair. It's interesting that there's a no single push here for Natalia. Who's your, was it, Banks? And Natalia can be yeah. heated up easily for a in-between win sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not not expecting Natalia to win the title off of Banks. But, uh, yeah, I gotta feel bad for Carmela. She's gotta figure something out, figure something new for herself. Because mm-hmm. Staten Island Queen is t- so 2017. Yeah. Or so, yeah, so last year. 
<laughs> um, after that, we have a backstage interview with Sasha Banks. They ask her how it felt to retain her title over Charlotte Flair at TLC. And Sasha Banks says, turns out after all that talk, the queen couldn't step up to the boss. She yeah. ran her mouth all that time, and it turns out, and it turns out TLC, I proved she was all bark and no bite. I made the queen tap out and retain my SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm the boss. I'm not just going to give up this title. If someone wants it, they're going to have to pry it from my cold, dead hands. Sasha, uh, like, lifts up the title and walks away from the interview. Yeah, the boss baby. Sasha Banks, the boss. Mandalorian zone. Sasha Banks, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, the, the this time the child is her title. Yeah, th- yes. You get the child is her title. Here she is. Tornado she has, DDT she has a new spoilers belt that looks like Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> let's get. Let's really lean into it. Unlike WWE, <laughs> let's really lean into the Mandalorian crossover. Yeah. All right. Well, after that, we have our main event of the evening. We have Morrison, Andrade, and Brizongo taking on the New Day and the Street Profits. The New Day being Kofi and Woods uh, with Biggie ringside Take, uh, in a Miracle on 34th street fight. Eight-man yes. tag match. The best main event. Yeah. And in this one, the New Day and Street Profits get the win. Yes. Of course. Yes, baby. Uh, and do you mind? I have a little bit of a segment afterwards. No, go for it. Okay. Afterwards, uh, the winning team the winning team goes out un- goes under the ring and pulls out gifts they all have for each other. The new day give the street profit their gift, and the street profits give the new day their gift. Uh, Woods uh, Woods opens up the the gift from the street profits to find a new trombone. Hey. <laughs> I like to so so my my headcanon for this is that the trombone uh Woods's trump Woods's trombone got broken in the street fight. Mm-hmm. And this is just like really good timing. Yes. Perfect. It, <laughs> like Woods it, lost it, his it, trombone in the street fight and then the street prophets pull out their present and it's like here you go and he opens it and it's a new trombone. Uh, and then the street prophets open their gift and it's two uh it's two golden solo cups uh for them. <laughs> Perfect. You love to see it, folks. You love <laughs> to see the kindness from the Street Profits to the New Day, and the, the I, yeah, the two teams like hug each other and like celebrate their win and their new I, gifts. I like the. Did New Day give them new solo cups and stuff? Yeah, that's why they gave him golden solo cups. Ah, uh, sort of a gift. It's a kind of a gift to the Magi situation. Yeah, <laughs> they both had to be used, and they both no longer have them. But hey, here's the more more stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, there we go. I love it. I love it. Solid SmackDown. You know, solid Christmas SmackDown with the Christmas party of New Day and uh, Street Profits. What a team there. Um, you know, I love my boy Mastiff getting the win here. Feel bad for Carmella. I loved the Firefly Funhouse bit. Um, really, really like that. Uh, I love Kevin Owens, what he's sort of doing. I'm interested to see where that's going. Um, Royal Rumble around the corner. You never know. You never know. Uh, I know for a fact, however, that SmackDown... We don't know when the Royal Rumble is at the time of our recording. Uh, we're recording this before TLC and w, actual W Universe proper. Um, but uh, So we don't know exactly when 
uh, the Royal Rumble is going to be, but we do know for our universe the, that SmackDown's going to have four matches at your disposal. I only have three. So, uh, matches for me this time. Oh boy. Yeah, so get excited. One of them obviously is a pre show, but get excited. Um, I'm always excited. Yeah. Uh, since at TLC, you had like barely any. <laughs> it's fine. I got there. You did. You did get there. Uh, but I like it. But we're not yet done with this episode of Hit the Books. We have one more thing left to do, and that is the randomizer. Yes, of course. Uh, Can't forget the randomizer, or else it will, or else it will rain its fury down upon us. That is true. That is uh, sadly true. Uh, <laughs> that is sadly accurate and true. Uh, so we are going to hit the randomizer. Uh, the the results are in for the poll, Mikey, and the winner is you. Yay! SmackDown wins the poll. Pulling another one. Just just crushed me too. Looking, it was real bad. I I don't know what I did wrong, but uh, I it was just real bad. <laughs> Real bad. Um, so, yes, that means because I lost the randomizer, uh, then you get to hit me with it, and uh, let's see what happens. It it The randomizer, if you don't know, it's basically, if you're new here, if you're new here, folks, let me welcome you in. Uh, it's basically a list of, like, 40-plus items that will, uh, you know, keep us realistic. That's what we talk about when we're being realistic. It, it allow injuries, allow sort of changes out of nowhere Vince is just like I want this to change that sort of allows us to do uh, to keep it keep things fresh keep things moving uh, and allow us to sort of add I think the most creative you can be because we're in sort of a sandbox so adding some constraints like that kind of I think help me a little bit I don't know if they help you Mikey but mm-hmm. uh, if it's like all of a sudden like oh I can't use this person I'm like okay then I can do something else with this person yes um, I don't know Okay, so Ryan, I have your randomizer roll. Okay, and the randomizer has chosen fair trade. Oh Raw no! Raw and SmackDown must agree on a trade between superstars. Okay, huh? Okay then. Huh? Okay then. Uh, Ryan, okay, then. I want you to know. It is. Right? It, 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 so right? is it a? It's, it's a, a fair, fair it's trade. A trade that we both agree upon. We both agree upon. I'm looking at your roster right now. I'm not looking at any of your results or anything, I promise. Uh, appreciate it. Um, I want to say right now that more than anything, I want to give you Billy Kay so you can have the reunion I've been wanting. Interesting. Of, Pey- of Peyton Royce and Billy Kay being like, it's always been you, Billy. <laughs> I can't tag with anybody else. <laughs> no one else is iconic enough. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I'm, okay. I'm looking. I'm looking personally. I'm looking forward to a iconics reunion. That's that's definitely one direction I want to take this fair trade. Now, is this fair trade? It has to be of equal value, or can it just be like like? Can you give me Billy Kay and I give you like Randy Orton? You know what I mean? It like says, is it, a... it says must agree on a trade between superstars. So I'm assuming it's whatever for whoever because as long as we both agree on it i guess then it's fair i guess it's fair because uh, i'm looking at billy Kay's value and the people closest to her are for raw are uh deville champa cruz laray cedric and eric of the viking raiders interesting hmm. but what if i don't want billy Kay? you don't are you telling me you don't want the iconics <laughs> 
I didn't say that. I'm just saying, what if I don't want Billy Kay? <laughs> well, then we then we make up another solution because we have to agree on it. So if you don't want Billy Kay, then I have to. Oh, then yeah, we have sh- to come up with another deal. <laughs> I gotta shop. I gotta shop around and look at your roster. I'm also looking at your roster. Who do I? What do I really need on my show? <laughs> what if I just took one of your tag teams? <laughs> then I would take one here. of your tag teams. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Uh, I'm gonna take the Usos. <laughs> no. All right, if, take... You take the, if you take the Usos, I'll take uh, LLC then. Yeah, that's. I guess that's a good fair trade. I wouldn't. I would be like. I'd be like, no, you can't have them. Um, who do I? What do I really need on my roster? What do I? What what do I need on my roster? Mm, as, as I twirl my mustache. Mm. I feel like I need a reputable challenge for Baszler. Possibly. Interesting. That's what I feel like I need. Um, because I don't have one yet <laughs> i mean it's just not to not to try to push you in any direction but charlotte flair is there charlotte flair is there oscar is also there mm-hmm. charlotte flair versus Shayna baszler is an interesting matchup that we have never seen i think not not in our universe yeah i don't um no i don't know if they've had a singles match but now that i remember it they had because Charlotte Flair was inserted into the Ruby Riot Shayna Baszler feud, right? I forgot about that. So that would make that was a mistake. That was that never happened. That was canon. That feud was so good. Hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I'm more interested in Oscar than Flair, just because Oscar's a, already a face, and I can mm-hmm. just do something with that, and Oscar. Can add different dynamic to my roster. It's just a character. It's just sort of that crazy, dynamic, off the wall character. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. What do you? I'm still thinking. But what are you thinking so far? I'm looking at your roster. I'm trying to think about what I need too. And what I need, I feel like, is more. I need more. I think I need more star power. More like heavy hitters. Like I know I have like Adam Cole and Styles and Owens. But I need more, you know? I need more people oh, God. who... <laughs> I'm terrified of what that means. <laughs> so by star power, you I mean need Mojo more, Raleigh. I feel like I need more challengers for Sami Zayn. By that, you mean Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> <sighs> if you take someone like Oscar or Charlotte, then I think I deserve someone big back, is what I'm saying. That's fair. Let's see where Asuka is on this... Uh... On the the rankings here, well, I got I got to search for Oscar. Oscar, where is Oscar? Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. Was she not on here? Where is she? <laughs> Where the hell is she? Um. Oh, there she is. So, if equal value to Oscar, the closest would be Naomi and Mickey James. <laughs> Two people I already have. <laughs> oh yeah, you do. Have right, Naomi. You, no, you have Mickey James. Sorry. Yes. Oh, I have Ruby Riot. So that my, my mistake. The closest in value would be Ruby Riot. Oh, okay. Hmm. That'd be the closest in value, I guess. But obviously, I can be okay with if you take someone else. 
depending on who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, let's shop around. Let's shop around. Let's see. Let's see. Do I get style? I can get Mastiff. I can get Mastiff, which could be interesting. I could get Murphy. This is true. This is true. We can have um, Team Eminem back in action. Um, I always fear of like getting anyone new in my roster because trades like, are hmm. trades are hard. Trades are hard because it's just like because it's like what do I need to do a trade? Honestly, I don't. My my this is my thought process. My mid card, my mid title, and my world title are totally fine where they are. I think my tag title scene is fine because I think I can introduce more people and and do well because I got a bunch of people. And my women's title stuff, I feel like I need more stories. And also, I feel like I need some like mid-card stories as well happening. I think the only mid-card stories I have kind of are R-Truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, you know, non-title mid-card stories. I think the only ones that are really happening are kind of R-Truth. And that being... I guess I have a mid-card story in the women's division as well with Ripley and Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess I am doing a decent enough job. And I have a little bit of Alistair Black starting, so maybe I am, maybe I am doing it. Maybe I'm getting too, being too hard on myself. Mm. Um, but, nonetheless, but I also have Bailey, and I have not used, <laughs> used Bailey in whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I would like to have and to hold forevermore. Yeah. Mm, hold on. Hmm. Mm. Taking Asuka away would be a big hit from you, I feel like. This is true. Because you have a lot of other tag teams. You're building a lot of other tag teams. You really, Unless Sasha Banks is the face, in which case you can do Natalia. You can do Carmella with a new gimmick change. You can do Lana, <laughs> Bill and Kay. I could take Undisputed Era out from you. You could take four people from me? Yes, I, I can. I can and I will. <laughs> Um, hmm, this is a tough one. I'm, I'm sure many of the, much of this conversation will be cut out. Probably. My so my big so the, what I'm thinking right now is either Mastiff or Oscar. Mastiff or Oscar, or some sort of or some sort of wild trade for both. <laughs> sort of wild trade for both. Interesting for Mastiff and Oscar. That'd be weird. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of doing a thing with Mastiff, and we have to agree on this. I know. I know. I don't think. I don't think I'm willing to give up Mastiff just yet because I'm doing a thing with Mastiff. But I'm okay. I'm okay. Honestly, it's gonna sound weird. I'm okay with trading Oscar. I think. Okay. Okay. Well, who are you interested in? That, I, I'm looking to get Mastiff and Oscar, and let's see if I can convince you to uh, convince you and myself to get rid of someone huge enough. That would make it do for Mastiff and Asuka. I don't know if I, I want give to give up Mastiff. I, I, I don't know if I want I to give, give up away Mastiff. Keith, <laughs> I give up Keith Lee. I'm trying to build up Keith Mastiff Lee. as a single star over here. I don't know if I want to give it up yet. I mean, that's fair. Who am I willing to give... Who am I willing to take? Who do I want to take from you, basically? I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at names over here like... Candice LeRae. I'm looking at names. Actually, I had Candice LeRae. I'm looking at names like Ruby Riot. I'm looking at names Are like you? I'm looking at names like Sonya Deville. I'm looking at names like uh, I'm looking at Murphy over here. Mm-hmm. 
wouldn't mind having Champa back. I would hate you. I would hate you so much. <laughs> I'm never gonna. I'm not gonna agree with Champa at this point. It's not like. It's not like. I would say we. we I, it's again. We have to agree on it. It's not like. It's not like we're gonna do anything rash. You know. That's fair. That's fair. Well, put up some names uh, that we can talk it's, about. It's it. not. It's not. It's not a trade. I just get to make. I just get to pick. You know. I'm looking at Gulak too. I don't know. I need, but I'm also. I also think I need somebody big. Like I need a. Well, I need somebody like a Roman Reigns or a Daniel Bryan or a Drew McIntyre. But I, I want to try to move away from Drew McIntyre on SmackDown. I feel like we've done. He's done everything on SmackDown. Can I pitch you something? Okay. You give me. Mastiff and Asuka. Why do you want Mastiff so bad? Because I man? love my I love my English boy. <laughs> and in exchange, this will be a ridiculous trade, probably. And in exchange, I give you. Is this a good idea, Ryan? We go real quickly. Are you about to say? Are you about to say the words of Roman Reigns? No, <laughs> no, I want him. <laughs> Damn! I, I mean, you, if you if I I I'll give you Roman Reigns if you give me one more person on top of Mastiff and Asuka. Oof! But the I, I was going that. to pitch. I'm ready. For, I'm... I was going to pitch, and this may be a stupid decision, Ryan. <laughs> this may be a dumb decision. But I was going to pitch. You give me Mastiff and Asuka, and I'll give you Gable and Brian. Gable and Brian, very interesting. The 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 new pure almost. Hmm. Or if you want Roman Reigns, I'll I'll I want Mastavaska and one more person. Because obviously Roman Reigns comes with Paul Heyman. <laughs> Not saying that someone, one of these people will be worth Paul Heyman, but <sighs> but I got Spot Dallas worth Paul Heyman. I don't know. I don't know if I want to trade. I don't know if I want to lose a woman on my roster to add another guy, though. Two, yeah, okay. Like I, I would be okay with Massive and Oscar if I got maybe like Daniel Bryan and someone from your women's roster. I don't know if I even. I don't know. I don't know if I even want Chad Gable because <laughs> I don't know how to use Chad Gable. I know you like Chad Gable, so I know you'll use him better anyway. Okay. Daniel Bryan does sound good though, but I don't. That sound good. Now there is the situation that like, Sammy Sammy Zayn is the heel, I guess, right now. You, you can easily turn Bryan face, I guess, but uh, the bigger name, the, the, I don't really have a lot of big name faces unless you. Uh... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, unless you like flip someone, unless, unless you want Edge. I still, man, this is tough. This is I hate trades. Yeah, trades are tough. Trades are tough. Hmm. I I can't believe how bad you want Mastiff. I I have no I, I have no current plans for him. <laughs> but I just want him. <laughs> but we can simple it. We can simple <sighs> it just Oscar if you want. You know, just simple it. You know, you you this you're I've proposed I've proposed stuff, and you can obviously counter. Uh, it's totally up to you. You can trade injured people, I guess, if you like. <laughs> Get. Can I propose? Oscar for Sonia. Oscar for Sonia. Oscar for Sonia. Oscar for Sonia. Um. 
Oh, that's your counter? My counter is I keep Mastiff, and we trade straight up Oscar for Sonya. <laughs> Oscar for Sonya. Because you said you don't have plans for Mastiff. I have an idea for Mastiff. This is fair. I might have pulled my hand. So I, would, <laughs> I, would like, hand. I would like to use... I would like to continue Mastiff's singles run. I may have played my hand there. <laughs> Here on SmackDown. Uh, I'm going to imagine that singles run is Mastiff versus Owens. However, I don't have, I don't have anything for Asuka. I know you can come up with something good for Asuka. Yeah. And I think Sony the Ville could be a good addition to SmackDown as a challenger for Sasha Banks. I know I say I needed more challengers for Sami Zayn, but I'm just going to have to work on building some people up, I think. Yeah. I f- I'm not going to take I, – I've decided I don't want one of your big stars as a cop-out for because that's for me that feels like a cop-out of – that feels like my own cop-out of me not building people just so I could have the easy out of like a Roman Reigns or a Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to give myself that easy out. I want to make myself kind of work for a good Universal Championship storyline. It also helps in my regards that Sami Zayn's your current heel, and the big names that you want to take are all heels. Like, you don't yeah. really want McIntyre, but then there's my WWE champion, Keith Lee, and then after that, Edge, obviously, but I don't, it sounds like you don't want Edge at all. And then after that, Ricochet? <laughs> like, it quickly drops. It quickly drops. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. My pitch is Oscar for Sonya. That's my sh- just straight up. I I confirm. Agreed. We'll, we'll trade okay. Oscar for Sonya. All right. Co- cool. So I keep I keep Mastiff. You get you get Oscar. I get Sonya. This is correct, sir. Sounds there good to me. There we go. There we go. Trade complete. Trade complete. Indeed. That felt. But I felt that it was a randomizer on me, but that was harder than I expected yeah. it to be. We've never done a fair trade. We've always done like steals and stuff. Yeah, so a fair trade is way harder than I was ready for. I was like, ah, oh, fair trade. This should be easy. We can agree on people, but then we just couldn't. Yeah, and we're just like, well, then I was like, I want master. You're like, no, <laughs> no, I want him. Uh, yeah, I think like I can do something of Asuka. I think storyline wise, throwing her straight into the Baszler story right now would be would make sense honestly it could because she because Baszler's like nobody on Raw can take me on and then it's like but what about someone who was on SmackDown yes. uh, so I can bring in Asuka to do that I think that could be a nice solid move um, while still continuing to build up Rhea Ripley um, I already talked about my plans for her and I talked about that I wanted to do that elimination chamber match so Asuka being in that could also be added star power into that match Right. Yes, you had the. Uh, you got. You got observed. Observed. Um, and then, yeah. I mean, what do you think about Sonya? It feels like Sasha Banks is sort of the face of your. You know, sort of acting like a face. So, between Flair and Natalia and Deville and Carmella, it fa- seems like you had some yeah. solid contenders. Yeah, Sasha Banks has definitely been more on the face side lately. So I did. I did. I will say I did just move her to the face end of the the roster. Because, like you said, she has been being more face-ish, and she's been trying to get challengers and really prove that she deserves that title. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she beat she beat down Charlotte Flair. She beat she she's she's got some wins under her belt. Uh, and I think Sonya Deville could be a good maybe next challenger. Uh, maybe not immediately. Because mm-hmm. I think I think Sasha's in the same place as 
Baszler is right now almost with the like looking for a new challenger but don't know who it is yet because like no one really on SmackDown got that build but like she's beaten the big one so it's like who's next and Sonya could possibly be a new a new challenger you yeah know? it's the thing where it's the same you're you're in the situation I was like a month ago where I was like okay now who's next in challenging Baszler <laughs> just like looking at my roster coming up with ideas for like Okay, Candice LeRae Basil, that sounds pretty good. Because uh, I know it's like, oh, I'm using this person, using these people. I just use Bailey, but I don't have any ideas for Bailey right now. It's <laughs> like, this is like <laughs> a thing after a thing after a thing. But I, I think it's good. I think it's good. I think there's a good idea, some good ideas that we have. Uh, okay, well, there we go. That is it for this week's episode of Hit the Books. If you liked Raw, if you like SmackDown, you can go vote in our poll on Twitter. That's going to be there all weekend long. It's on our profile page, at CountOutPod. That's at CountOutPod. You can go there. It's on. It's the pinned tweet at the top of our profile page. It's going to be there all weekend long uh, where you can vote on which card you liked better. Was it Raw? Was it SmackDown? Um, and then, you know, like we said, the loser gets hit with the randomizer. So we'll see what happens next week. Mikey, anything to plug? Uh, go! I got independent waters to plug. Go check out that show every Wednesday where me and Zach Batista uh, go through the independent wrestling scene and find matches for you. Uh, we, we, we review them and tell you how they work if you ever want to go check them out. So go subscribe to that show, uh, Independent Waters, wherever you can find podcasts or right here on the Countout Network. You can find the episodes. Uh, so go check that out every Wednesday if you like independent wrestling or if you want to get into independent wrestling because it's a good starting point, I think. Totally agree. Totally agree. In- uh, Indie Waters is a great way to sort of start out and uh, follow along, watch some solid matches, watch some new people, um, you know, mm-hmm. as you get into professional wrestling. I want to plug. Because I know, I know when, I was, when I was getting into indie wrestling for the first time, I was overloaded with the options. <laughs> I had kind of uh, uh, decision paralysis. Uh, when it came to like, uh, there's a lot of indie matches here. I don't know where to start, so I just didn't. Yes. Uh, so if you're having that same decision paralysis, I think uh, Indie Waters is a great way to start off because uh, I feel like we help we 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 pick some out for you to check out. Uh, so go yeah, so go watch that show if you're into if you want to get into indie wrestling or like it already. I think either way, it's a great great show for for anybody to get into. I want to plug G1 and only. There's a new episode that came out last Monday. Uh, where I went in depth about the G1 and only the G1 and G1 climax appearance of uh, Yoshiaki Yatsu. It's a name that I've never heard of before. It's a name that I imagine most New Japan fans have never heard of, unless you're an old school guy. Even then, you know he's not. He was never. I mean, even then, he was a in like the '80s. He was a G, New Japan guy, but not even a huge guy at the moment. You may remember him as a tag team of Riki Choshu, which is a name you may know as a New Japan fan listener. Um, but go check it out. Uh, I changed up the format a little bit more to get more in-depth in terms of Yoshiaki Yatsu and his story about how his story through the G1 Climax, his history with different opponents and whatnot. Uh, it was a really good episode, so go check that out. comes out last Monday, so yeah, go check that out when you get the chance. Yeah, definitely go check out that show. It's super cool. I think you'll like it. And that is it for this week's episode of Hit the Books. We'll be back all next week. 
next Friday, in fact, celebrate the end of the year. <laughs> celebrate the end of 2020 officially. We're out of the, the god dang Thank month. Thank God. Uh, we'll be back all new, all new next Friday, January 1st, um, with an all new episode of Hit the Books. Well, until then, we've got two words for you. Book it. This has been a Countout Podcast.